Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. In a Maryland school system, I'm Sandy Kozell. On tax cuts, there's been a change in tone from Virginia's governor. I'm Nick Ainelli. The Cavs drop a 5-1 decision to the Devils. The Devils get a hat trick as well. It's 4 a.m. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Dell Small Business. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. As retailers hope for a serious sales boost this time of year, CBS's Michael George now takes a look at holiday sales, a trend breakout. A new survey from personal finance website Bankrate.com shows even more Americans shop on Saturday than Black Friday. But the majority of consumers still buy from large businesses. The owner of shoe store D'Antone Milano in San Francisco says local businesses often get left behind on Black Friday. Because everybody goes to chain stores for the deep discount. So, but because we don't do that, we only get our regular customers. But retailers say the cloud hanging over this weekend is inflation. And there is another trend of note, maybe of concern as well. The number of police officers retiring, that is increasing and new recruits appear to be in short supply. CBS News correspondent Omar Villafranco. At smaller departments, officers are sounding the alarm. The University of Oklahoma says they have 28 officers available to respond to calls on campus. OUPD officer Shane Roddy says that number is closer to 20 and adds he hasn't physically trained in an active shooter drill in years. The University of Oklahoma is just going to have to start funding OUPD so that we can build our staffing levels to the point that we can actually start training again. In a statement, the university said it recently raised police department salaries on average nearly 8%. The White House and the State Department are keeping a close eye on developments in both Asia and in this hemisphere. In China, where protests are reported widespread against tough COVID restrictions. And in North Korea, where Kim Jong-un says his country's ultimate goal is to possess the world's most powerful strategic nuclear force. Closer to home, Venezuela, with that White House correspondent Nancy Cordes. In Mexico City, the Maduro government resumed negotiations with opposition leaders about holding free and fair elections. Maduro also agreed to establish a humanitarian program and last month he released seven Americans including five oil executives who were wrongly detained five years ago. And because of that, the Biden administration is easing oil sanctions on Venezuela on a kind of temporary test basis. In Ukraine, with winter coming on, Russian attacks continue on vital infrastructure. But there are signs Russia could be running low on weapons. There are more signs that Russian forces are taking a beating. According to British intelligence, their supplies are so depleted, they've resorted to firing missiles from the 1980s. Correspondent Chris Chris Lifsey, and this is CBS News. Dell's Cyber Monday business sale starts now with up to 50% off on select business PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Call 877-ASK-DELL. It's 4.03 for your Sunday, November 27, 2022. We're at 48 degrees. Temps rising at this hour. Good morning and thanks for taking us along. I'm Ralph Fox. Top stories we're following. Gunfire erupts in Southeast Saturday afternoon. This time a Metro bus is involved. Transit police say the M6 was hit several times, both front and back of the bus, just after 1 p.m. in the area of Pennsylvania and Southern Avenues near Fort DuPont.
Five people were on that bus. No injuries were reported. Authorities believe it's another case of road rage. The second this weekend. Several agencies are investigating. A $1,000 reward has been offered. You can see a photo of the suspect's vehicle online at WTOP.com. And that second road rage, con- road rage concern started inside the 3rd Street Tunnel Friday night. Police called to the 600 block of East Street Southwest just after 9 p.m. The victim taken to a nearby hospital with a gunshot wound to the leg. It's not considered to be life-threatening. And a Manassas man has died after a work-related incident this Saturday morning. 40-year-old Heidi Ricardo Lopez Rivas's life came to a tragic end after he fell from a moving vehicle Saturday morning. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office says they were called just before 9.30 in the 23,000 block of Evergreen Mill Road in Leesburg for a man who had fallen from a vehicle. Police determined that he fell from the back of a truck while the vehicle was in motion. The truck driver immediately stopped the truck and called for emergency assistance. Rivas was pronounced dead at the scene. Although the investigation is still active, authorities say there's no indication of criminal activity. Stephanie Gaines Bryant, WTOP News. It's 4.05. A two-alarm blaze in the 3600 block of Dahlgren Place. This in Dumfries leaves one person seriously hurt and four others displaced. Fire crews got the call just after 7 a.m. Saturday after a report of a person trapped inside the burning town home. Rescue ladders were deployed there. One person medevaced to a regional burn center. Only moderate damage to the structure was reported. The Red Cross is assisting the cost of that fire under investigation. And questions and execution concerns remain about exactly how the Frederick County Public School System will carry out a settlement reached with the feds a year ago. It was last December that the Department of Justice reached a settlement with that Maryland school district after finding it unnecessarily and repeatedly restrained students as young as five in violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Under the deal, Frederick County was to end the use of seclusion, overhaul its restraint practices, and train staff on the use of appropriate behavioral interventions for students with disabilities. But the Frederick News Post reports officials are still trying to determine just how much time and money they have to spend to make up for the infractions. Sandy Kozell, WTOP News. More tax cuts could be coming to Virginia, but Governor Glenn Youngkin says caution is key for now. It's a change in tone for Governor Youngkin, who at one point floated the idea of eliminating the state income tax. It's a different time now. While Youngkin says he does plan to seek tax cuts in his budget proposal for next year, he says he'll be cautious, noting that a possible economic recession could weaken the state's finances. Youngkin tells WTOP. We've got a big agenda coming into the new legislative session, and I look forward to working constructively with our General Assembly just like we did last year. The General Assembly is set to convene its new session on January 11th. Youngkin has expressed interest in cutting the corporate tax rate, among other possible cuts. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, some drones are under investigation, taking a second look at exactly what they're up to. We'll tell you about that. It's in our area. It's 407. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. After spending years in foster care, Lexi worried that she and her brother were too old to be adopted. Thankfully, the siblings were adopted with help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. I love teenagers. To see how brave Lexi was and how she opened herself up to being in a family. All of a sudden, she's holding my hand and calling me mom. It was really special. Every child 
no matter their age, deserves to grow up in a safe, permanent home. Children at every age experience challenges. Teenagers are more complex than young children, but in the best ways. You're never too old for family. Learn how you can help children still waiting to be adopted from foster care at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Good Sunday to you. It's 408. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th, and when it breaks, is Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Ralph. Very good morning to you. We'll go ahead and take a look at the westbound side of 66. The accident scene did happen on the ramp to the Dulles Toll Road. As of now, the far right-hand side of the ramp is currently blocked. Uh, initially, they had the ramp completely blocked off. They had to stop traffic for a brief moment, but as of now, the far left lane is currently getting by uh, very s- uh, slowly, but uh, definitely getting by without too much issue. Do be extra careful as you make your way onto the ramp itself because it does uh, come up a bit abruptly uh, soon after the curve there. As you continue westbound after Nutley Street, you will find the accident scene over on the far right shoulder. Got plenty of room along the left-hand side, so not to worry. If you're headed in D.C., I-295, headed just past exit C, uh, looks like you are dealing with uh, some police activity through the area. You may see uh, some more uh, police officers there on the north and southbound side of I-295, headed to and from the Malcolm X Avenue exit. Uh, Looks like you will find them up near Suitland Parkway as well. 50 looks good from 295 out towards the Beltway. No issues headed westbound. In the district, New York Avenue looks quiet, headed towards the 11th Street Bridge. A little slow along Connecticut Avenue, headed towards DuPont Circle, but nothing out of the ordinary there. If you're headed on the eastbound side of River Road, as you make way just past Willard Avenue, sounds like they do have a work crew there headed into D.C. Just before Western Avenue, you'll find them blocking the right-hand side of the roadway. Looking for a safe used car? Well, Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of good cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Not a storm team for meteorologist Samara Theodore. Temperatures headed into the upper 50s to around 60 degrees this afternoon. Cloudy conditions prevail with a chance for showers throughout the day. Rain moderate to heavy at times. By Monday, we're dry, partly sunny, highs in the mid to upper 50s. Breezy conditions both today and tomorrow with winds gusting as high as 30 miles per hour at times. Tuesday, partly sunny. High temperatures on Tuesday will be in the low 50s. Wednesday, rain returns. High temperatures on Wednesday will be in the low 60s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. It is 43 degrees in Chantilly, 50 in Penn Quarter, 41 in Columbia, and 48 here outside the WTOP studios at 410. It's all brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Well, maybe you've seen them. Chances are you haven't. Maybe you've been going about your life here in the D.C. area not knowing they existed. We're talking about hundreds of Chinese-made drones that have been violating local airspace and flying over the White House, the Capitol, and the Pentagon. Politico senior national correspondent Brian Bender joined WTOP's Dimitri and Michelle to explain. You know, I think it's important at the outset to make clear that these are not drones operated by the Chinese government. These are recreational drones, you know, something you might get for Christmas even. But most of the drones in the U.S. are made in China, one company in particular, DJI Incorporated. And the concern here is that they are basically breaking the rules by flying over the mall, the Pentagon, the White House, other sensitive areas in the national capital region. And 
these are Chinese-made drones, Chinese technology, and like we hear when it comes to TikTok and all kinds of other Chinese technologies, the concern is they could be hacked into, that they could be used as a means of espionage. And so that's where national security officials are concerned, that this is yet another example where the sort of ubiquitous Chinese technology could be used against us. Any evidence that the Chinese government is responsible here, and if not, who might be? Well, I mean, everyone that we've talked to does not think there's any evidence to suggest this is some sort of Chinese orchestrated effort here. But again, these are Chinese drones. They're very easy to manipulate so that you can fly them in areas that are restricted, like the very restricted airspace over D.C. And obviously, if the Chinese wanted to, or anyone else for that matter, they could potentially hack into these drones, use them for surveillance, not just to gather pictures, but maybe even eavesdrop on communications. There's all sorts of things. And again, this is part of a larger trend where national security officials are starting to realize that the Chinese have developed lots of technologies on the internet in our everyday lives that if they wanted to use for nefarious purposes, it wouldn't be that difficult. I'm sorry if uh, some consider this a dumb question, but I wonder if it's on people's minds. You know, when a plane violates airspace over the White House, jets are scrambled, people are evacuated. Why isn't it the same response to these drones, just because they're so tiny? Well, they're tiny, and obviously they're not, um, they're often not in the way of, of commercial aircraft, but there have been cases where they have gotten too close to Reagan National Airport, for example. And, you know, I think what federal officials are really grappling with is what new authorities might they need in order to uh, counter these drones, to go after them. I mean, you have to keep in mind, these are Americans out on a Sunday with their new drone, you know, potentially just having a good time and not with any ill intent at all. So there's privacy concerns of course. But again, this is D.C. airspace, one of the most protected areas in the country, if not the world. And I think federal officials are grappling with, you know, how do we confront this potential threat without crossing the line and, you know, preventing people from doing what they want to do, you know, like I said, without any real ill, Ill intent. Again, that's Politico senior national correspondent Brian Bender. It is 414 coming up. We've got Frank Hanrahan in sports. There was a hat trick at the Caps game. But it wasn't the Caps who scored it. We'll tell you about that and more. This is a St. Jude moment. Braxton was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma, which is a brain tumor. We have an amazing team that fights for the best outcome for Braxton. Being part of the research makes us feel like we're doing our take. So if we can put our little piece of the puzzle in it, I would do it over and over again. Because... I don't want another family to have to go through what we're going through. Seeing the research team keep going all night makes me relieved. I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I saw a meeting going on. And I was like, oh my god, no one sleeps here? (laughs) Which is fantastic because they are literally trying to find a cure 24 hours a day. They're not willing to give up. Finding Cures, Saving Children. Learn more at stjude.org. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 415, here's Frank Hanrahan. 
Caps start their long road trip with a loss at the New Jersey Devils 5-1. to Jack Hughes of New Jersey with a hat trick to lead the way for New Jersey. John Carlson, his sixth goal of the season was the only goal for the Capitals who again fall at the Devils 5-1. to College football Maryland shuts out Rutgers 37-zip on Saturday to close out their regular season. Terps 7-5. and Now wait to see what bowl they will play in. Number three, Michigan tops number two, Ohio State. Bit of an upset here, 45-20. 23. Other rivalry games, Alabama all over Auburn, 49-27. At the World Cup, it was Argentina over Mexico, 2-zip. Poland beat Saudi Arabia, 2-0. Australia over Tunisia, 1-zip. France, the defending champ, beats Denmark, 2-1 to clinch a berth in the round of 16. College hoops on Saturday, local winners, Georgetown, Navy, GW, and George Mason, Maryland women, topping Towson. Commanders get the Falcons Sunday at 1 o'clock as the Commanders 6-5 and five record hosts the Falcons who come in at 5-6. and six. Again, Caps fall 5-1 at the Devils with Frank Handrahan, WTOP Sports. Top stories we're following for you at this hour on WTOP. President Biden says he'll look to push Congress to enact more gun control measures after a slew of mass shootings in recent weeks. Early voting underway in at least two dozen counties in Georgia. Senator Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker face off once again in a runoff election to see who represent the Peach State in the Senate. And Ukrainians fleeing the port city of Kherson after basic necessities like water, heat, electricity have been cut off due to repeated Russian attacks. President Zelensky hosting a conference on food security with Western leaders. Stay with us at WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. It is 417. There's a new effort to keep the Naval Academy in Annapolis safe from the effects of climate change. The Naval Academy breaking ground this week on a major project, $37 million worth, to repair and upgrade its seawall to be a buffer against higher high tides and minor storms. It's all part of the effort to future-proof the campus against rising sea levels and other potential threats from climate change. The head of the Navy says there are more climate-related improvements coming. Maryland is particularly vulnerable with 3,200 miles of shoreline. Shane Estulin, WTOP News. It's 418. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, here's Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Ralph. The westbound side of 66 still dealing with the accident scene on the ramp that takes you onto the Dulles Toll Road. As of now, looking at the camera, the right-hand side of the roadway is blocked there on the ramp. You're going to want to stay onto the left-hand side. The left lane is getting by. No longer seeing any delays, of course, but that, of course, means you will approach it at speed. So the minute you take the ramp for the Dulles Toll Road, stay in the left lane of that ramp. It's going to be the only one available to you by the time you get onto the toll road itself. Now, if you're headed on 66 West past Nutley Street, you're going to find some activity over on the far right shoulder. No delay because of it, of course. It's only blocking your shoulder after all. As you continue westbound out towards Manassas, no issues. Eastbound side looks good towards the Beltway. I-95, between the Fredericksburg area all the way up towards the Springfield Interchange, not seeing any delays. 395 is quiet from Edsel Road across the 14th Street Bridge. If you're on the southeast-southwest freeway, all is quiet, headed past the 3rd Street Tunnel, on the tunnel, and up towards New York Avenue. No issues being reported as of now. So far between the Beltways, I-95 and the BW Parkway looking good. Uh, no delays, accident scenes, work zones, anything like that. You're just fine. 50 across the Bay Bridge looks good. No work crews to report tonight. 270 looks good towards the Frederick area. I-70 between Hagerstown, Frederick, and the Baltimore Beltway. No worries, no work zones. If you're headed on 81, maybe doing some traveling, 
Uh, it's technically still a holiday weekend. Folks still making moves. Of course, tomorrow or today, Sunday, is probably going to be one of the more uh, busy travel days, especially in the afternoon, evening hours, because, of course, folks have to work tomorrow morning. So do expect to see delays throughout the afternoon. We'll see uh, throughout the early morning and see if folks are uh, hitting the road. So keep a close eye on your airports, of course, as the morning goes on. As I mentioned, 81 corridor looks good from Strasburg through Winchester and up towards West Virginia. No issues to report on Route 7 through Loudoun County. Dulles Toll Road is quiet as well. 1-866-304-WTOP is the traffic tip line. I'm Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Not a storm team for meteorologist Samara Theodore. Temperatures will be near 60 degrees on Sunday. Chance for showers throughout the day. Monday highs will be in the mid to upper 50s and partly sunny. Breezy conditions for your Sunday and Monday. Tuesday, high temperatures will be in the low 50s with partly sunny conditions. Rain does return to the forecast on Wednesday. Highs all the while in the low 60s. Thursday, much cooler. Sunny skies, but highs only in the upper 40s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. 41 degrees at Fort Belvoir, 50 at Foggy Bottom, 50 in Silver Spring as well, and 48 here. Outside the WTOP studios, it's all brought to you by New Look Home Design. Right now, save 50% on all roofing materials. Coming up on WTOP, the D.C. Center for Independent Living involved in a lawsuit against the nation's capital. We'll tell you what that's all about. Stay with us. It's 421. You listen to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather in your car. But what about when you're not behind the wheel? Download the WTOP News app to listen wherever you are. Eating breakfast, out for a run, or at work. Plus, sign up for news alerts, create a personalized news feed, and register for rewards. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment with the WTOP app. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. As a professional musician, Lachi stays true to her creative vision, even with continuing vision loss from a growing hole in her eyesight. In time, Lachi could face the possibility of total blindness, but she's hopeful because she knows she's not alone. For 50 years, the Foundation Fighting Blindness has funded research into treatments and cures for blinding diseases, providing real hope to those fighting vision loss. And our nationwide community of local chapters provides networking and support for people with vision loss, as well as their loved ones. Because the best way to fight against blinding diseases is to fight together. And for Lachi, winning means using her voice to bring hope to others with vision loss. The Foundation Fighting Blindness. Together, we're winning. Learn more about how you can help us end blinding diseases at fightingblindness.org. Our guest as Olney Theater Center presents its acclaimed production of Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Belle, the Beast, and the rest of the gang are back in a revival of the production that won hearts and attracted the admiration of audiences around the country. A tale as old as time feels refreshingly new, says People Magazine. Escape to a world where beauty is more than skin deep and happily ever after is just a rose petal away. Now playing through January 1st. Tickets at AlneyTheater.org. This is WTOP News. It's 423, a neighborhood rattled after Thanksgiving Day shooting. This as a 16-year-old was injured walking his dog in Greenbelt. I just see the boy ran up here, and the mother's just asking, okay, did you get hurt? Are you bleeding? It happened at around 2 p.m. in a neighborhood not far from Eleanor Roosevelt High School. 
Greenbelt police say he has non-life-threatening injuries. May's son's house was shot several times as well. She told our partners at NBC4 that she found a bullet lodged in her shower. If I were taking a shower at that time, I will definitely be shot by the police. Police have not given any details about a suspect. They are investigating whether it was random or a targeted attack. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Police stepping up drunk driving patrols for the holiday season. Our region actually fares better than most when it comes to people making good decisions behind the wheel. When ranked along with states, D.C. has the fewest drunk drivers, according to an analysis by Forbes Advisor. It found that the district has some of the lowest rates in the nation of drunk driving crashes, DUI arrests, and people killed in drunk driving accidents. Maryland ranks number eight in terms of having the fewest drunk drivers. Virginia is the 18th best. States with the most drunk drivers are Montana, Wyoming, Texas, North Dakota, and South Dakota. John Aaron, WTOP News. The D.C. Center for Independent Living, one of several groups that's filed a lawsuit against the district regarding a conflict between new bike lanes and people using wheelchairs and walkers. A group of people with disabilities say some district redesign projects with protected bike lanes violate the Americans with Disabilities Act. One example they give is the 17th Street Northwest bike lanes that were finished last year, saying they require people exiting their cars into wheelchairs to unload into oncoming lanes of bicycle or vehicular traffic. They also allege that the district does not have enough accessible on-street parking to comply with the ADA. We have reached out to the district's Department of Transportation for comment on the lawsuit. Stetson Miller, WTOP News. Money News at 25 and 55. Here's Erica Herskowitz. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Pink Floyd has maintained its popularity, attracting 15 and a half million monthly listeners on Spotify. So why is the band having so much trouble turning its music catalog into seeking at least $500 million? On top of that, Pink Floyd just can't get on the same page. Infighting and strained relationships might make it impossible to get a deal done. Case in point, former singer and bassist Roger Waters, who once sued his bandmates, including David Gilmour. David thinks he owns it. I think he thinks that because I left the band in 1985, that he owns Pink Floyd, that he is Pink Floyd. I'm irrelevant, and I should just keep my mouth shut. Pink Floyd's inability to get along could be the single biggest reason why it can't strike a catalog deal one that could be among the most lucrative in history following the sale of Bruce Springsteen's music at a reported $550 million plus deal to Sony Music. The boss cashing in on his glory days. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Erica Herskowitz on WTOP. Coming up after traffic and weather, gun violence making its way all the way to the White House. As far as the concern, not that there's been any gun violence there. Also, uh, early voting underway in Georgia and missiles, a key thing for now for North Korea. We'll tell you all about it. Stay with us. I had an important job. And it wasn't just a job. It was keeping my brothers and sisters safe. And coming back, it felt like kind of thrown away. It's like you're useless. You know, um, we don't really have a need for you now because you can't really do anything for us. That's the way I felt. If it hadn't been for Wounded Warrior Project, I...